Welcome back, Lions, to the show, Fearless Training, Raw Knowledge Podcast. This week, some hacks. Yes, that's right. We're going to be looking at at least 10 hacks, perhaps a few bonus ones as well, that I'm going to throw in for you guys that you can use straight away to enhance your lifestyle, your fitness, your health, and the like. So, without further ado, let's jump right in. So, the first one we're going to talk about is nutrition of course. Now, if you are watching this podcast, then you will see me referencing some notes. Now, the reason why is I want to make sure I go through the key points. And this is part of a Fearless Fundamentals PDF I put together a few years ago. In summary of the top things that you can do to improve your life straight away. So if you want a visual reference to this, apart from watching me speak about it, let me know because I will be able to send this to you. Just send me an email in the link in the description. I'll drop this to you. Uh, Hey, let me check this out, guys. If you're watching now, look at this little thing here. Look at this little poodle. Look at this blader. I'm house-sitting this dog, Vass, from my mom and dad. He's a beautiful fella, but he's... Good boy, making a bit of noise at the minute. So, mate, you like that little, did you guys ever see Sooty and Sweep? That little, that thing? Yeah, he's doing that. So just chill out, fella. Trying to do a podcast here. Jesus. Anyway, guys, back to it. So if you do want that visual reference and that PDF, I'm happy to send it to you. It's completely free. There's no secrets here. Uh, Send me an email and say, hey, send me that PDF and I'll send it right through to you so you can bookmark it and perhaps you will get a little bit more out of it because some of you, as I know, are... uh, like to read more more visual and audio uh, together, if you will, or you might just want it as a bit of a reference. Okay, so tracking nutrition. So let's get into that. Uh, Vast behave, please. <laughs> so the first thing is we wanna know what we're putting in. If we know what we're putting in, we know what we're gonna be getting out. And again, we've heard this before, and a lot of these hacks, some of them you would have forgot, some of them act very simple, most of them you would have heard before, but are you actually implementing them? If you are serious about improving your health, your vitality, your life, then these are things that you actually have to action. Now I'm gonna talk to you about how to implement them as well, rather than just listing off a reel of things that you've probably heard before, and you're like, well, great, but how do I actually make it work, Alex? And now that is the key here. How do we implement these habits and behaviors over time so that we can you know, actually utilize them effectively in our life. Because ultimately, all of these things in life, all of the successes, all the hacks, and you know, we talk about success leaves clues, they're there, they're readily available, but why aren't we doing them? What separates the people who implement them and are quote unquote successful versus those who are not? Well, it's literally that. It's implementing them in a way that is sustainable, flexible, and enjoyable and bespoke to you and your lifestyle. And that's where a great coach comes in to facilitate that. So when we look at tracking nutrition, we're gonna use a basic tool. Now, a lot of you will be familiar with MyFitnessPal, which is one of the most notorious and most popular methods for tracking your calories. Now, there is a bit of a fear around tracking calories, and I think this is the problem that a lot of people face. Based on the number of people I've worked with over the years, it seems to be almost a limiting belief in their mind that, oh man, I've got to to track calories. This has been the elephant in the room and they have all of these misconceptions and pre-contemplations about what it's going to entail and how it's going to work and what it's going to do. And they end up just procrastinating and not doing it where 
if they actualized it and put it into practice, and if you do this over time and you start off small, you make it achievable, you'll find that it's quite easy. It will give you complete control and over time it becomes autonomous. It's not something we have to do forever. It's trying to bring back a habit and a skill we have somehow forgotten over time because of media, society, cultural and environmental factors, which I could list off all day. So ultimately, we need to get back to basics. We need to calibrate our internal hunger cues with the actual hunger cues that exist that align with our goals. Now, unfortunately, when this happens, you know, a lot of the time people sort of go off track and they're unable to align them. Now, that is the problem with a lot of these, you know, tracking tools is that people unfortunately can't do the both where they're actually, the, the perception of hunger and the reality of hunger is, hang on a minute guys, I'm just gonna <laughs> close the door because my friend here is continually interrupting me. There we go. And we can't have that on the podcast. Okay, so now when we get back to this, we need to make sure that, okay, hunger cues are gonna be apparent. If you are dealing with someone who's in a state of starvation, in comp prep, for example, or someone with an eating disorder, this is a little bit different and we have to rely on other habits, other staples to get us to the goal. So what we wanna use is we wanna find a way to track or a metric that we can have congruently, which will allow us to create some consistency. So if this is something where you know tracking has been a fear to you, just start off by making a food diary via tracking it in MyFitnessPal and just observe what you're actually eating. From there, based on what your goal is, you can then alternate or change and modify depending on the goal. If you find after a number of weeks you're still putting on weight, then you might go, okay, can I move more? Am I someone who's completely sat down all day? It could be a case of getting up, offsetting energy balance by having a walk, or alternatively, you could be going, hang on, I'm consuming a lot of calories here or calories from sources that I perhaps don't need. I might just limit that by 200, plus get a walk in and improve my steps, especially if your step count is below 5,000, something reasonable that you can implement, and then you start to see the scales move. So this is the most broadest basic terms to start offsetting energy balance, but ultimately, if we don't track anything, if we don't have any data, we can't measure it and we can't manipulate it. So although we don't need to become scientists or look at it in a very specific term of say, a competitive athlete, we still wanna have a gauge on where we are where we're going and how we're going to get there. So once again, in some way, shape or form, you've got to track calories or at least have an idea of what's going in so you know what's going out. The next one is hydration. We often forget about hydration. Now, we've heard the term, how long could we survive without water versus how long we could survive without food. Now, most of us know it's common knowledge that we wouldn't go too far without water. We could survive a fair bit without food depending on our body fat levels, but we wouldn't really survive very long without water. So 80% of the body is generally made up of water. And again, a lot of that water is gonna be put into, into the cells when we in, increase and ingest glycogen. However, most of us are not consuming enough because again, we're distracted, we're not aware of it, it's become subconscious. Again, it comes down to habits and behaviors. Speaking of which, I'm gonna take a sip right now. Ooh. Here we go, keep the whistle wet. <laughs> keep the voice nice and deep, yeah. Okay, so, you know, 
If we're looking at water, the basic recommendations are around three liters a day. Now for a lot of people, that's gonna be a lot. That's gonna be a bit of a shock to the system. Now this includes all liquids. So again, you can include coffee, teas, you know, milks, etc. But again, if we're consuming a lot of caffeine, that inadvertently of itself is a bit of a, a downfall because we don't wanna be ingesting loads of caffeine, stimulating the adrenal glands. That's gonna uh, affect sleep, it's gonna affect satiety, and it's gonna affect as well our stress and anxiety levels. So we wanna keep caffeine moderate. Recommendation, very simply, maximum two, maximum three maybe a day. I would say for most people, one to two coffees is gonna be good on the high end. And again, same with your energy drinks, same with your teas. You don't wanna consume anything in excess. So you can count all of those liquid, liquids towards that. A caffeine, again, being a bit of a, a natural uh, diuretic, meaning you know, you're gonna dehydrate and then expel water from it you're better off to get it from plain sources of water. And if you struggle, this might be where you look at something like a um, amino acid that you can add to it to add some flavor, some, some amino acids, etc. Or you might add some lemon juice, which is probably a cheaper and a better alternative, quite frankly. Um, you can get things like Barocca and um, your Powerades, but again, you don't wanna add excessive colors, preservatives, or carbs if you don't need to. You wanna try and get it naturally. But that could be a way, if you find that you struggle with the taste of water, if you don't have a good filtered source that you can flavor it, you might find that you're more susceptible to drink it if you like the taste. Now, if we think about getting it in, something that we use as a strategy is having a bottle or having something that you like drinking out of. This sounds quite silly, but it does work. Humans are funny creatures, and if we have a bottle we like the color of, we like the look of, we like the feel of, we're gonna be more likely to drink out of it. Same with the source of it, keeping it cool, or again, depending on your preference, having some flavor in it, keeping it on hand at work. If you're at an office desk, you have it on with you. If you're traveling around, you have it in the car with you. And then by having it on you, you're generally going to go, well, that's my cue to drink some water. Now, you can implement strategies such as drinking when you wake. Make sure that you, you know, get up, have your shower, whatever you need to do first. Don't literally guzzle water. But start by drinking 500 milliliters once you're awake. You can even add lemon juice to this and some salt if you want to hack on maximizing your caffeine effectiveness too. But more on that in my previous episode with Chris Williamson. So that could be a way to already get ahead of the eighth ball. And every time you look at ingesting a meal, having 250 to 500 mils of water along with it to assist the digestion process. And also again, to reach the daily threshold of your water intake. By doing this, it will dramatically improve your lifestyle, your skin health, your performance, your sleep, absolutely everything. It is critical, it is essential. So just like breathing, it's something that we need to do. We do not have an option, we need to drink water. So there's your second point, drink and stay hydrated. And if you're not, assess it, make sure you're measuring it using a bottle and then improve it over time. It's not about just going from black to white to on to off, but it's going, where am I right now and how can I improve? And by just ticking all of these boxes and being aware and improving them over time, you'd be very surprised at what you can actually achieve. And you might be surprised at the things that have been lacking in your life. Now, the third point that I wanna make is hitting your numbers. So what do I mean by hitting your numbers? Well. Once again, when we look at nutrition, when we look at sleep, when we look at training, when we look at hydration, most of these things have a metric on them. Most of these things have a requirement, a minimum effective dose, if you will. 
A lot of the time when we're not tracking things or when we're a bit willy-nilly, we often find we just go with the flow. Now, sometimes that's enough to get us where we need to go, but oftentimes by taking a little bit more of a closer look or a more focused look, we can find that we can improve where we're at performance-wise. Now, you can apply this to your work. For example, if you're someone who works in a sales office or you have your own business, you probably have things called KPIs, key performance indicators. You most likely track your ingoings and outgoings, and if you don't, you definitely should. Because once again, this is the same as nutrition. If we're not assessing it, we're guessing. So oftentimes by going back and tracking things, again, we don't have to be completely granular, but if you want to improve your vitality and your health, and that's why you're listening to this podcast, then take the time and the effort to slowly manage and make a point of looking at and tracking the metrics of these important lifestyle factors that are going to get you towards your goal. When you track it, you become aware of it. You create an awareness which oftentimes leads to improving the habit in and of itself. So sometimes just becoming aware of it you start to improve it naturally. i use a basic example. You buy a car, let's say it's a Mazda 3. You've not noticed the Mazda 3 too much before apart from the time that you were gonna buy it. Now you have the Mazda 3, you see that Mazda 3 everywhere. It's like all of a sudden everyone bought a Mazda 3. Obviously that's not the case. It's just that now you're aware of it because you drive that car, you're looking for it. Subconsciously, it's in your mind. So creating awareness and tracking the numbers is a massively passive, a massively passively, <laughs> I'm a poet and you don't know it, tool to be able to improve your performance and move your lifestyle metrics and factors in the right direction more advantageously to achieve what you want. The fourth point I wanna make is rehabilitation and prevention. So just like a mechanic services car, you need to service your body as well. Now this is a bit of a gray area because we're told that we need to do yoga and we're told we need to do stretching and we're told we need to do this mobility exercise and that mobility exercise and we see everyone at the gym doing this bloody stupid thing with the dumbbells. She's the bane of my existence because it doesn't do anything for your rotator cuffs. However, prevention is better than cure and we do need to service the body. Now, the first thing is, as I said, prevention. A lot of the time it's identifying movement patterns, activities and habits during the day that may be hindering, may be causing tightness, may be causing impingements and may be causing pain. So I recently talked about my experience from learning from Dr. Stu McGill, the back mechanic. He's the number one back expert in the world and I've been reading his book, I've listened to a lot of his literature and with a bit of luck, he'll be starring on here for you guys to listen in in person. So what have I learned? Well, most people do have back pain, right? And most of the time it's because of doing things incorrectly and neglect for general spinal health over the years. So if we think about teeth hygiene, it's not actually that hard to look after your teeth, but it's the lack thereof that generally ends up in you having problems at the dentist, cavities, fillings, root canals, and the like. Now, obviously the development of the teeth is genetic, but it's also habitual as well. Now I won't go too deep into this, but ultimately if you floss your teeth, you keep them clean on a regular basis, you go to the hygienist and the dentist every six to 12 months, you're gonna be pretty good. Unless you've got, unfortunately, a genetic intervention which proceeds that you need a procedure to you know, straighten your teeth or realign your jaw, etc. It's the same with the body. If you neglect the body by 
not doing any exercise, not moving correctly, eating poor food over time, having a sedentary lifestyle, not sleeping, your body's not gonna perform. It's just like a car. If you do not look after it, clean it, change the oil, you know, make sure you're not reckless, it's not going to do you any favors. So, first of all, identify movement patterns and activities that could be impinging and causing pain throughout the day. Again, create an awareness, have a little notebook, be very aware of any movements. It could be as simple as twisting around in the office. It could be as simple as tying your shoelace and you've not used your hips and you've bent your spine. It could be anything with the shoulders. And then from there, problem solve it. If you can alleviate it yourself straight away, it might be that simple. If not, you need to seek out a professional that can help you get to the root cause of the problem. A lot of people procrastinate by saying, she'll be right, mate. That's a typical one in Australia. We've all heard it before. But what if she isn't gonna be all right, mate? Have you thought about that? Perhaps it's time to go on to a practitioner and seek advice. Go and see someone who's competent. Go see someone who gets results. Go see someone who cares. Again, I have many. If you want to contact me and reach out, I'm happy to refer you. Most of them have been on this podcast. So then you can get to the root cause of the problem, identify what the issue is, start an actual process to rehabilitate in case it gets any worse or before it becomes a chronic injury, and then you can get ahead in your life. There's nothing worse than having an ache and a pain that just won't go away and you just keep putting up with it. Life really is too short. So, rehabilitation and prevention. Just a quick one, guys, before we carry on with the podcast. For any of you who are interested in taking your health and physique to the next level and you want to remove the guesswork, you're not quite getting the progress that you want, you're not seeing what you want to see in the mirror, and you're not feeling like you're really moving in the right direction, then click the link in the bio below the apply button where you can contact me we can organize a free consultation no obligation and discover whether it's a good fit as coach and client all right back to it and prevention there's a little note on that moving on we're talking lifestyle factors so rest recover sleep and grow i come up with this term a while ago which was rest, recover, grow. And me and my dad, we always say it now, right? We're like, rest, recover, grow time, which means we're going to sleep. Or I'll say rest, recover, shred, if I'm on the shred. <laughs> so just a bit of a play on words, but ultimately really, really important. And I could do this whole podcast on sleep. I've talked about this and I've mentioned it many times. Again, I've had Michael Grandner on the podcast. We've talked about that in relation to cardiovascular health and many other things. So ultimately the bottom line is, if you don't sleep enough with quality, you will die sooner. That is a pretty harsh statement, but more or less it's true. Unless other conflicting factors of health, which usually impinge your ability to stay alive, <laughs> such as danger, again, we've talked about chronic heart diseases, conditions, we've even talked about them here, nutrition, poor nutrition, and the lack of fitness, sleep, will be one of your main factors which will dampen or enhance all of that. So simply, if you work to get seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night, eight being somewhere on the sweet spot, where possible, you will enhance your life in every single area. I can't begin to list off how many areas it helps, but if you think of one, nine times out of 10, it improves it. Cognitive ability, recoverability, ability to grow, focus, stress levels, every single thing comes down to sleep. 
And you know what the really ironic thing about is? Most people are skipping out on it every night. I guarantee you are as well. Most people are not getting eight hours of quality sleep. Now it's not about being a saint, it's not about doing this all the time, we've got to live, right? You're gonna go out, you're gonna have late nights, you're gonna have bad nights of sleep, that's fine. But once again, majority rules. It's the 80-20 principle on Showcase. What you do most of the time counts. So if most of the time you're having poor sleep, you're not having the ability to get down, you're not feeling rested when you wake, it's time to address it. One of the biggest things come back to breathing. So there's a book by James Nestor called Breathe. It's phenomenal. There's also one called The Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen. Phenomenal stuff. I've had a couple of experts on to talk about breathing. One of them is called Brandon Schultz. You can go back and listen to that episode and we go for the importance of learning how to nasal breathe. This actually conflicts, not conflicts, this correlates to your dental hygiene and health too. Everything is interlinked that I'm talking about here because everything is breeding and interlinked in a environment. So in the smallest things and biggest things and all of the other links of health, they all kind of coagulate and work together in synergy. So if you can identify each area and improve even just one thing, you will find that you will have something that's greater than the sum of its parts and you will vastly enhance your health. The trick is once again to do this via all of the lifestyle factors and the challenges that we face on a daily basis. So let's look at sleep again. If we want to improve sleep, what are some things that we can do to action and implement? Okay, well first of all, most of us are on our phones or technology way too much. We're not unwinding, the blue light's affecting our sleep. Yes, you've heard about it, but I'm gonna tell you again. Remove the technology from the room or at least turn it off and dim the lights at least before an you know, around an hour before bed. You want to start to wind down. You don't want to be getting into bed jacked up on the adrenaline because you've just been on Instagram or watching something on Netflix. You really want to take some time to wind down. You want to have an environment that's dim lit in your room, in your house, as it's approaching nighttime, as it's approaching the time of bed, you want to slowly get rid of any blue or bright light. You generally want to get to a place where you're in a very dark environment which replicates the night sky. This kind of goes back to physiological times where we were you know, practicing these normal elements of routine. It was light, we would get up, it's dark, we'd go to bed, we'd walk, we'd wash, we'd eat. And I'm not saying you have to live like a caveman, but again, success leaves clues and we've kind of forgotten how to be human in many ways. So we need a safe, we want a clean environment, we want somewhere where it's not too hot, it's not too cold, good bedding, good beds, good sheets, good pillows are worth their weight in gold. I myself have a Dunley pillow and I have behind me here, as you can see, for those watching, I have a koala bed. Now, I'm not sponsored by koala, I have made a video on it, one of my most downloaded videos, funnily enough, watch videos. And it's absolutely phenomenal. I never got good sleep when I was a kid. I didn't really know why, but looking back, it's easy to see. And we go through different patterns and stages of our life. But once again, to keep it to the main important points, don't skimp on getting a good bed. Don't skimp on your sleeping environment, your room. It should be a, a place, a sanctuary of relaxation and mainly pleasure. That's literally the only two things you should be doing in your bed. You don't want to associate it with anything else. Even reading in the place where you sleep, you're associating it with a different activity. Associate your bed with sleep, rest and or pleasure. That's literally it and work on it. Get strict with yourself, 
start identifying what's not working, start switching off before bed, and start creating an environment which is conducive to relaxation. I cannot stress this enough. If there is one thing you take out of this podcast, it is literally that. Improve your sleep, look at your habits and behaviors, and make sure you make a change before it's too late. Because trust me, (laughs) sleep is imperative. And if you think it isn't, read the book by Matthew Walker, why we sleep and it will blow your mind. Although some of the information has been corrected, it is mostly um, in alignment to the literature we have. And again, (laughs) it will really reinforce how important sleep is. The next point is keeping things simple. So I'm giving you all this information and some of you are like, wow, there's all of these things to do in my life. Okay, we'll keep it simple. Start with one. The basics are the best. And these things are basic, guys. We've just, we've overcomplicated it as usual. As humans, we're really good at just taking something that's really simple, really pure, and then just fucking it up. (laughs) Think about a game of football or soccer, as you call it over here. If you think the goal is to just get the ball in the opponent's net, simple, right? There's so many guys on the pitch. We've got a goalkeeper, we've got backs, we've got midfield, we've got forwards. But oh no, we've complicated it. We've paid players, we've got politics, we've got people diving, we've got referees, we've got sponsors. And man, the beautiful game is beautiful, but it's very complicated these days. Now, I'm not saying that we have to go back to olden times, but ultimately, humans just have a way of making things complex and confusing for other mutual benefit, whether that's financial or otherwise. So what we need to do is make sure that we're keeping things simple in these realms. Again, the 80-20 rule. Couldn't recommend that enough by Richard Koch. What does that sort of peruse to, or should I say, the word has <laughs> the word has escaped me. Pertained, that's it. What does that pertain to? Well, it pertains to that 20% of the knowledge, just 80% of the job. Now, there's a little bit more to it than that, but ultimately, that's what you want to do. What are the 20% of things in each area of life that can correlate to give you 80% of results? Because a lot of us are working too hard for a minimum outcome. And it's generally because we're not working smart. We're not identifying the things that are actually correlating to success. We're wasting our time with minutiae and you know, things that are on the outskirts of what we really need to do. So again, keep it simple, start with the basics, start with each of these key points, and just improve it at your own pace. It's not about going from zero to 100, that doesn't work. It does for a short term and it can, but you can't sustain that. So again, keep it simple, focus on the basics. They are the best, they always have, and they always will be. Now, we talk about staying consistent, focused, and patient. So this is my next point. So with all of that, how do we stay consistent? How do we stay focused? And how do we stay patient? Well, here's this. So a lot of the time in society, we've become impatient, right? We live in a place now where everything's done for us. We can order Uber Eats, we can, you know, order something on the internet, we can go out and buy something, everything is so readily available and accessible, and that's all well and good. Um, And we've come a long way. But ultimately, what that has bred in us is an inability to work or have the character to put the time and the dedication into something and allow it time to cultivate and grow. We're even speeding up the process of food, um, for crying out loud. So now, we've lost this sense of you know, discipline to let things take the time they need 
to be able to get there. And there's something to be said about having that patience and that discipline and that perseverance to go, hey, it's gonna take time. You know, buying a house, building a physique, it's gonna take time. It's up to me to just put that 20% in every single day or that 5% or whatever it might be until it grows, until it cultivates, until I get to that point where I can either purchase it or I can, you know, say, you know, get get the goal or I, you know, achieve the physique I want, which happens over time. It's all of these 1% that add up to create the whole. And then when we get there, what's next, right? So sometimes the journey is better than the destination. So it's about being consistent. It's about being focused. It's about being patient. A lot of the time when we see people achieving great amount of success, they're not overnight successes. People call them this, they call them anomalies, or it's all right for this and that person, and hey, you know, you can win the lottery one night if you, if you will, but you're not gonna get a sense of satisfaction for that, and you can't rest your laurels on it. So by doing the daily disciplines in succession over time consistently, by being focused and patient, you're gonna achieve something which is very, very valuable, and it's gonna give you a, a large sense of gratitude and it's gonna give you a large sense of self-worth. So remember, stay the course. Something I wanna note on this is time as well. So a lot of people, when they you know, look at a goal, say they come to me and they say, Alex, you know, I, wanna, I wanna achieve this physique, man. I wanna get to this point where I look like this and I feel like this, and that's, that's great. Uh, but oftentimes, people aren't prepared to put in the time and the dedication. But the opposite side of that is time moves fast. And this is something that I like to highlight because I don't think it's talked about enough. And it was something that was never really talked about to me in terms of, you know, we looked at, oh, you know, when am I gonna get there? Or when am I gonna get here? And putting happiness on the horizon. But look at where we are right now. We're pretty much all the way through 2021. And although there's been a lot of, you know, bullshit going on in the world over the past couple of years, which I think has jaded the perception of time, for a lot of us, it's gone fast. Think about when you were last in school, think about your last job, think about you know the last time you you know, did a certain activity or whatever it was, it, it goes fast. At the moment in time, it seems slow, but time is moving a lot faster than we think. So we might wanna just keep that in mind when we set a goal, break it down, reverse engineer it, stay the course and enjoy the journey because before you know it, you will be there or you will be partway there and it'll be time to switch the focus or time to change or evolve the goal. Okay, the next point is becoming a master psychologically and physically. Now, it's not to say that we all need to become Jedi Knights or yoga masters or anything like that, but if you want to improve your lifestyle in any area, then you need to dedicate a certain amount of time to understanding what are the moving parts and what are the logistics that comprise of that. So I'm talking to you now about the main elements that comprise of a, you know, a healthy standpoint, a way to optimize the body, the mind, um, the fitness level, the nutrition, all of these things, right? We're talking about health, well-being, and vitality. All of these, all of these key points are gonna allude to that. And once again, a lot of them cross over into other areas of life and spill over there. But in your area, you need to understand that if you want to be very, very good at something, then you need to commit and dedicate the time. We talk about this 10,000 hours and yeah, you know, we could say we could nail it down to that one thing, but ultimately it's just about doing something repeatedly and improving it over time that will refine and get you to that place of mastery. 
there is a, a learning uh, evolution or a protocol. I forget the actual model, but when we learn a skill, we move through these different stages. So we have, first of all, say we're learning to barbell squat. We've never done it before. We start off with unconsciously incompetent, meaning we don't know what we're doing wrong and we're doing it wrong. And then we move to consciously incompetent, meaning we're doing it wrong still, but now we know what we're doing wrong. We know we are doing it incorrectly. And then from there, we move into consciously competent. So now we're doing it right and we're aware we're doing it right. The fourth stage is unconsciously competent, meaning we're doing it right. Now we don't even know we're doing it right because it's just autonomous. It's just habitual. We've created that behavior. Now, there's a fifth stage, which no one ever talks about very rarely because we don't see many people who get to that stage apart from very dedicated individuals, which is mastery. And that's when you're so good at a skill or a certain something that you've achieved this point where you have mastered it. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's brilliant. It just looks amazing for someone to watch the skill from a distance, or it just seems that it's so eloquently done, almost in an art form, if you will. Now, if this is something that appeals to you because you have a certain passion for something and you want to be the best, it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort. You're going to have to study it, love it, become obsessed with it, live it and breathe it in many ways. So that doesn't have to necessarily be, again, health and fitness. You can go back to that 80-20 principle. But if you do want to become a master, if you do want to master the psychology and the physiology, then you have to understand it from all angles and all moving parts and find what's that 20%, which is going to give you 80% in each area, depending on what you do. And that's where you might hire mentors and other professionals to help you fast forward your success and avoid the mistakes that you've been making or you could make in a given endeavor. All right, the next point is, we've got a couple more, accept change and embrace it. Right, the more we expect things to be a certain way, the more we are disappointed. So if we accept life as it is, we will be free. What does that mean? Well, we always have an expectation in life that we think something's gonna be a specific way, whether that's a good or a bad experience. Let's think about that visit, that first visit to the dentist or that test that we had to do in school or the driving test when we were getting our full license or the first time we went on a date. We thought we had an expectation of it and oftentimes it was different to what we thought. It wasn't quite what we had in our mind's eye. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. Oftentimes it's not worse, it's just unexpected. So by understanding that things are out of our control and there's certain things that we just have no bearing over, but accepting that as it comes into us, we create a feeling, a mindset of not being limited or disappointed because we remove the expectation, we remove whatever it is in our mind's eye that we think it's going to be, and we just embrace the emotion and experience as it comes with us. Now, there's something quite beautiful and freeing about that, although it's a lot easier said than done, and it's something that's going to take time. So focus on what you can control. Don't worry about the things you can't control, because you can't control them anyway. And over time, embrace the journey as it comes with you. You're gonna have good days, you're gonna have bad days, you're gonna have challenges, there's gonna be some really difficult times in life and that's just the way it is. But if we try to push those emotions away and we choose not to accept them, 
Well, that's just kind of delaying the growth and that's just delaying the journey of which we just have to go through anyway. But we can always focus on the things that we can control in those difficult times to help us get through. But that is part of life, that is character building. I mean, what good are the highs without the lows? What good is pleasure without pain? We need some contrast in life because otherwise it would just be mundane, vanilla and very flavorless to say the very least. So again, embrace change. It is part of who we are and unfortunately, we cannot change that, which is the irony of that statement. And my last point is have fun. You know, at the end of the day, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And that is something that you may have heard before. It's something that I um, learned from my, my riding instructor uh, when I was learning to ride bikes. That's what he always used to say. He goes, oh, if we're not having fun, we're doing it wrong. And it's true. Ultimately, we're all sort of after this meaning, this purpose in life. We're all chasing all these goals, but ultimately, we're all gonna be in the same place one day. We're gonna be in the ground. Whatever your beliefs are spiritually, we'll move on, we'll transcend, whatever it is, we'll be in reincarnated. But ultimately, we only get one go at this, and we only live in the present right now. So what good is it if we are not having fun and enjoying it? Once again, probably not possible to do that all the time. Again, we need these contrasting emotions, but if you're not enjoying this, enjoying this gift, and if you understand anything about biology, the fact that you are here right now is pretty much a miracle in terms of odds and how many other combinations of you could be here. So what if it is a gift, right? What, whatever it is, what if it is just a miracle? What if we are in the matrix? What if we are, you know, part of 10 other worlds and we're just unaware of it? Well, you know what? At least enjoy it because we just don't know when it's going to be over. And ultimately the best answer that I can come up with that I've heard on the meaning to life to date is to enjoy it. And if that doesn't give you perspective, then quite frankly, I don't know what will. And I often come back to that question in times of confusion and manicness and, you know, tough challenges in life. And I say, you know, what is all this about? What's going on? And sometimes I just have to stop, breathe, zoom all the way out and ask myself that question. Like, what am I doing? Like, what is this all worth anyway? What is this for? Like all of these little things. And we get sort of caught up like ants in a game. And sometimes we just need to zoom out, regain perspective and clarity. And then everything doesn't seem as serious anymore. And oftentimes we find ourselves laughing internally and going, yeah, why am I stressed about this? Like none of it really matters. The most important thing is that you have your health and you have your relationships. If you've got your health, you've got everything. If you've got relationships and people to share it with, you've got everything. If you don't have those two things, well, quite frankly, you have nothing because you can't enjoy it. There's a lot of people with a lot of material things that are most unhappy people on the planet. So ultimately, enjoy your life. Now guys, that wraps up 10 generally key points. There's been a few more in there. Life hacks, things that you can implement right now to improve your life. I've talked about a few of the concept concepts. I've talked about how to apply some of those concepts. Take from it what you will. Find ways to implement these. Experiment with them. You know, they're not God-given things you have to do, but ultimately they're all things which filter and intertwine with our life, which aid and enhance our ability to improve our vitality. And if we look at, you know, that last point of enjoying it, if we feel better and look better, well, we're gonna enjoy life more. We're gonna be better placed to deal with challenges and take on these beautiful moments that we have in life as well. And that is something that we just can't argue with. Ultimately, if we're in a better frame of mind and a healthier body, we're gonna be enjoying life that much more. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If you like this episode, 
share it with somebody else, pay it forward. Remember guys, for all of you who listen in, if you've not yet done it, I really, 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 really appreciate it. If you go and give me a rating and a review on iTunes. If you do it on Spotify, it's a bit different. I don't believe you can do it, but you can do it on iTunes. All you've got to do is from my channel, you just scroll all the way down and you'll see the current reviews there. And I appreciate it if it's you who've already done it. Thank you. It will take literally one to two minutes of your time. So if you're driving, stop. Do it as soon as you stop. It'll literally take you an extra two minutes. Again, life is not going to pass you by. An extra one to two minutes out of your day would mean a lot to me to help this channel grow, to help get this information into more people's ears. And if you really liked it and you want to hear something specifically, you want to hear more of these episodes and I can break down different elements, then let me know what you want to hear more of. Send me a message, whether that's Instagram, send me an email, which is in the link below. You know, If you're on YouTube as well, make sure to subscribe or drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts. I always love the feedback. Whether it's constructive or positive, it always helps me and the channel grow and ultimately fulfill my passion, my dream of coaching, leading, and inspiring as many people as possible. All right, guys, until the next time, Lions, you already know, stay fearless. For those of you who are confused, frustrated, and sick and tired of not seeing the results that you want or deserve, make sure that you click the apply for coaching button in the description below and line up a completely free consultation with myself where we can discover if it's a good fit as client and coach and take your health and physique to the next level once and for all.